I won't take long. But there is something about coming and seeing. You know, we're with you every day in prayer. We're before the throne. But there's nothing like when you step off and see one another and the babe leaps within you. I never understood that scripture until I came this way, that actually when we meet one another, something leaps. I just looked up there and I said to Sister Betty, there's Diana. I leapt. I sent a picture to my daughters last night of two young brothers on each side of me and she said, that's awesome. Because I had said to her, here's, I'm standing between, sitting between two strong young men. And she thought it was awesome. She's in Australia. Total lockdown. Have been for almost three years. Haven't seen their grandchildren. Haven't seen the newborn babies. Because they can't go any more than five miles when things are good. So it's just wonderful to be here. And I'm just going to bring a wee line and uh, I know I'm challenged to be strong. Because sometimes we wake up, I don't know if you're different for me, but sometimes we wake up and we feel very weak and we feel I'm never going to make it. The journey's too hard and I'd be quite happy to come home. I said that to the Lord one day because I'm not a depressed person, but that day I felt depressed. I'd just come through a big heart op operation and I felt very depressed and I said, Lord, all I want to do is go home. And the Lord's dealt with me. He said, I choose the blooms, Kathy. And you're not the bloom today. <laughs> so I had to learn to be strong and good courage. I hope you who are not used to my accent will get used to it. And I'll try and speak slow, which I find very difficult. But God is so good, is he not? And I look at your faces and within me there's a leaping and a crying out to God, Lord, you joined me to a people who were not a people. But God called and we answered the call. And we were just sitting the other night with 10 people at the table in Sister Pam's. And we were sharing dates of when we all came the way of the Lord. And then how he led us before he led us into this particular stream. And it was like a dovetailing with 10 people, who, 11 people who had never met each other before. And we all come in at the same time getting saved. We all went different ways, but God was moving in us, filling us with the Holy Ghost, some from different countries. And yet God was doing a specific thing. And then God called us this way, and it was all in the same years that we all came to the knowledge of this walk in Christ. And we had never heard of it. We knew there was more, but we never knew what it was, that God wanted the whole man, not just a part. He wanted all of us. And that's what he's been doing in all our lives. Well, as we all know, you've been praying for me, like Bobby, exceedingly. And it's been wonderful because it's lifted me up. And when I, for three years, I sat in a chair and I, uh, to be up in my feet with the lungs that I've got is a miracle. And God is so gracious. And I look at many miracles tonight. And I thank God for the love that he has for us. 
And yes, it is a trial, and it is a testing, and it is a hardship every day to get up and be able to breathe and to just trust the Lord and not be able to go anywhere, just sit in the chair and praise the Lord. Well, Bobby, um, one of our friends, dear Gerald, said he was going to come up to the convention. And I said to Bobby, why don't you go with him? And he said, well, I'd have to get somebody that I knew was going to pop in and make sure you're okay. I said, oh, no, I'll be okay. Plenty of people around about me. And the next day I said, what am I talking about? <laughs> Bobby and I never go anywhere without each other. I've traveled the world for 40 years together. And I said, I'm going with you. And here we are. It's so good. But in this time of sitting, I think I've learned that word patient, not total, but I've learned a lot of patience. Patience with myself was the biggest thing. Patience learning how to control this life. Patience how to overcome in this life. Patience to have enough love to see things that I couldn't do anymore, that it was all right. You know, when you've been very active, moving around the world, preaching the gospel for 50 years, and suddenly you're sitting in a chair and you're seeing nobody, maybe one or two occasionally. But then, I, and I just kept crying out to God, is all of this for naught now? And all that's within me, is it never to be awakened again? And I had to come to the place say, Lord, I don't care as long as I find myself in you, as long as I find my hope in you and my love in you. And he is the lover of our soul, is he not? And the Holy Spirit is so beautiful. He woos us and keeps us and encourages us and builds us up if we'll only let him. That's all he wants is for us to let him. Make room for him. Expand our borders no matter where you're at, what you're doing or what you think you haven't got. Just expand your borders to him. Because you see, that's who we were called to. That's what Bobby asked, are you called? Are you, are you going to allow the calling to come into our lives for that deeper measure that he wants? Because when we were called, beloved, we weren't called for anything else but to him. To him. Then our call goes to the people and to one another. But our call's to him. And that's where we've really got to get it. Our call is to him. That's what he said to Aaron, the high priest. You first calls to me. And let the others minister to the people. But you have to call to me. And you know that's our greatest call and it's our hardest call. To get on our faces before Almighty God every day and seek his face with all our heart and say, Oh Lord God, I just want to be called to you. I just want to serve you, Lord. I just want to fall in love with the Nazarene. Is he the lover of your soul tonight? Can I challenge you? Can I give you a charge? Is he the lover of your soul? Above your man? Above your children? Above one another even? Is God, through Christ, the lover of your soul? 
He the one you lie prostrate before him and worship Almighty Father, Almighty God, and Almighty Holy Spirit. Lead us into deeper waters, Lord, deeper paths of fellowship where we might find the outstanding Lord of glory. Is he awesome to you? Is he amazing? When you're worshiping him, that was the one thing that joined us more than anything else, was the worship. We come into this wee place, God forsaken, you would think, fancy coming to a place like this. You had to come up that river that was flown like an absolute torrent in a boat and hopefully you were going to make landing. <laughs> and when you looked at the young man who was driving you, you thought, Lord, will we ever make the other side? <laughs> oh, they were great days. And we met because of worship. You know, we are a people of worship. Never lose the song of the Lord. Work harder at it. So it's more than fire. It's lost a wee edge. Because when I came here 40 years ago, there was a fire burning. Burning. And it was contagious. And when you left, you said, oh God, we've been in the heavenlies with Jesus. And so you've been deep in our hearts ever since, each one. Oh, we had trials. We had words between sometimes because we just didn't see it all the same. But that's all right, you know, not to see it all the same. All we've got to see is Jesus and him in his rightful place and the love of God. And I'm just going to read something that God has ministered to me particularly in Psalm 91. And I want to just encourage you and lift you up because here is the, in this Psalm is so much healing, so much deliverance, so much power. And if you make it a part of your life each day, God starts to speak to you. And the promises of God are so powerful that when you read them, you think, what have I got to fear? What have I got to be troubled about? What have I got to worry myself about? Because the word in this word will encourage your heart. He who dwells, there's the key to our whole life. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, hallelujah, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. Is he your refuge tonight? When things come, where do you go first? The phone? The mobile? Or do you go to the Lord? I mean, that might sound trivial, but it's truth. Do I hit my knees and get on the royal phone and have a little chalk with Jesus? Because that's where it lies. Nobody can answer my problems. Nobody can bring any restitution to me but Jesus through his wonderful spirit. And that's the first place we must learn to run, not to one another even, to him. Are you abiding? Am I abiding under the secret place of the Most High God? I remember a young man came to Australia from America 
And that's what he said. He said, have you found the secret place? Because nobody can tell you how to find it. You've got to find it. I've got to find it. And that secret place is hidden to that personal place that you have in God. We've got to have a place where we draw aside time. You know, we've got time for everything, haven't we? But what about time for the Lord where I just draw aside and seek his face? It's just wonderful. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Are you facing a situation today, tonight, that's like a snare to you? There looks no way out. And if I had to tell him, they'd be horrified. Because I'm supposed to be above that. But he says, he shall deliver you and me from the snare of the fowler and from the pestilence, predator's pestilence. He shall cover you. I love this, with his feathers. Do you mean to say God's got feathers? And under his wings, you shall take refuge. Oh, God's got wings. And he's got feathers. Didn't Jesus say, how oft I would have called you and taken you under my wings. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, but you would not. You know, when the Lord is that soft landing place for you, his feathers. And he's got wings to cover you in the midst of the storm. Because he meets every need as we yield to him. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. Do you need something to ward off the enemy? Well, it's the shield of truth. And when the enemy's telling you one thing, the word of God's going to tell you the truth. And so you get that shield of truth up. And every lying demon that speaks us, and don't say, oh, well, he never speaks to me. I know he does. <laughs> because he hates you. And he's going to come against you. And he's going to tell you lies. And if you don't care for, you'll believe the lie. Instead of the truth, oh, God doesn't really love you like he loves them. You can believe that lie. You can believe that God, well, I don't feel you, so you must have forsaken me. Or my enemies are just too strong for me. And they come against me. And I don't know where you are, Lord. That's the enemy of our soul. But he said he'll cover you because his truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror at night. Now, I started taking panic attacks, a thing I never had in my life. And I'd wake up in the middle of the night, my heart would be pounding, and I'd be saying, Bobby, pray for me. As the terror of night would come. I'd never understood that before. I'd never experienced it before. And suddenly I knew what a panic attack was really like. And I had to learn that I had to get under the shadow of the Almighty and get into the presence of Almighty God and say, this is a lie. This is a lie. And I must not adhere to it. So for weeks it would happen. Wee hours in the morning, the heart would be pounding as if it was going to come out of my chest. 
And God would say, hang on a little longer. Hang on a little stronger. And I'd say, okay then, Lord, you're with me. Even in the midst of this, I don't understand it. I don't know why I woke up like this. I wasn't dreaming any dreams. But he said, don't be afraid of the terror of night, nor of the arrow that flies by day. The arrows of the enemy are going to be nonstop. They're even going to come by day. Well, that was a horrible thing they said to me. It was just like an arrow right to my heart when they said that cruel word to me. When they misjudged me, when they came against me, it was just like an arrow. What are you going to do when arrows fly? Get up your shield, your truth, the shield of truth that keeps you from the lie of the enemy. Hallelujah. Nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand, this used to bless me so much. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh you. Hallelujah. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your refuge. Is he your refuge? Even the most high, your dwelling place. Do you take that special time, young and old alike? Do you young take that special time to say, I'm going to get alone with God? Might be walking along the path, might be sitting in the car, might be sitting in a quiet place. Am I taking that time to develop a relationship with Jesus? Mum and Dad can't give yet. Only the Spirit. And as I seek the Spirit, He'll develop my heart to understand the truths of God and enter into fellowship with Him. We all of us, young and old, need such a relationship personally with Jesus. You know, corporate we love. Thank you. But there's nothing like a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what makes you corporate. We can live in it, but if I don't have a personal relationship, I'll never be corporate. And so we've got to become corporate because of our relationship that we have personally with Jesus Christ. That takes time to develop. I'm 83. I got saved when I was 26. It's taken all this time and still taking time to develop this relationship with the Lordship of Christ. Because as Bobby said, this old man doesn't want to die. This old man wants to live. He's kicking and screaming all the way. But we've got to put it under our feet. We've got to say, no, in him I'm strong. In myself I'm weak, but in him I'm strong. And so I stay under the shadow. Because you've made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high your dwelling place. Is he your dwelling place tonight? young and old. I love you young people. We've always loved young people. We've worked with young people for years. And there's something special about youth. There's a vigor and a tenacity for life. Put that tenacity into Christ. Put that tenacity into the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Because I want to tell you as an oldie, holy head, that he'll never fail you. 
he'll never let you down. In wind or high tower and strong tower, he'll be there because you make Christ your habitation. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Used to sit in that chair and I say, Lord, no plague shall come nigh my dwelling. Disease, you're a plague. And the Lord says, you shall not come nigh my dwelling. We've got to stand up in these truths. I know ones who've overcome terrible disease, but because they made God their refuge, he rose them up. And he will. And it's an example actually to all of us that when we see that, we think, well, God, if you brought that one through, you can bring me through. And so that's what I look at. I can look at with sicknesses in the body. I can look at the body and see what God has done for people and say, Lord, you did that for her. You're no respecter of persons. You can do it for me. And you know, he has. He's faithful. He's very faithful. Last time I was here, I couldn't even talk. Remember? Couldn't even speak. That's how sick I was. Well, I'm talking all right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. For he shall, listen to this, for he shall give, not maybe, he shall give his angels. Now I know angels are all many different things, but I'm talking about angelical beings. Have you ever seen them? They're real. And he said that these angels have been given to the heirs of salvation. Are you an heir of salvation? Yes. Well, you know there's angels being sent your way. Have you ever known that you're in the presence? He said, you entertain angels unawares. And here we see here, he said, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. I'd never seen that really before that the angels of the Lord are going to help us and keep us in his ways, in our ways. Hallelujah. And look what he says. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Didn't it say that of Jesus, that the angels were sent when he was told to throw himself off, that the angels would lift him up? And that's what the Lord is doing for you and me. Unless you dash yourself against the stone, unless you injure yourself in some way, and that could be spiritually. You know, you can injure yourself spiritually. And you need the angels of the Lord to lift you up. And God sends them because we are heirs of salvation. I really appreciate them. Hallelujah. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent, you shall trample under foot. Every demon in hell is under your feet. But you've got to know that and believe that and not give him any place in your life. He'll come to torment you. He'll come to lie to you. He'll come and tell you strange things about yourself. And you could believe any of them. The young people in the world are believing things about themselves that's a total lie from the pit of hell. We're seeing things we never dreamed we would ever have seen or heard. But it's from demonic forces that they're coming from. And they'll say, you're a fanatic. Well, I'd rather be a fanatic than to believe the lies of demons and serpents 
and cobras and lions. They're real. And they'll speak to our mind if you give them an inch, they'll take the mile. And they'll leave you in confusion and disruption and heartache and lead you astray in the end if you give them any place. You've got to take control of your mind. Jesus, Paul says this, put on, you, put on the mind of Christ. Not some super duper thing's going to happen. You've got to do it. Put on the mind of Christ in that situation, in that circumstance, in that battle that you're in. Put on the mind of Christ. Don't give in to the weakness of our flesh, like Bobby was talking about. This flesh does not want to believe that you can get over it. It's just life. That's just how it is. No, it's not. We are more than conquerors through Christ to strengthen us. But we've got to get up and take that authority. You have authority in Christ, but do we realize it? Do we appropriate it and take that authority which belongs to us? He gave it to us. He never gave you a loan of it. He gave you it to possess it. Possess your land. Hallelujah. And get these enemies under our feet. You know, there's a lot of mental and mind problems in the world today. And you can think anything and think it's truth. Just look at the state of our world. The young people that walk in the land. Children, five-year-old and up, believe in such a lie. Am I or am I not what God made me? And they believe that lie. Five? Who's putting that in their mind? Demons. Well, I don't really believe in demons too much. You better start believing. There's a supernatural world of good and evil. And we've got to realize our authority in Christ. That's why we've got to stay under the shadow of the Almighty. We've got to realize that under his feathers and under his wings I must find myself every day. And I've got to know warfare. Do we know warfare? Warfare, beloved, is not just singing enthusiastically. Warfare is when you get face to face to the darkness that comes against us. And we'll do battle in the heavenlies until I'll get on my face before Almighty God until I break through. I'll get on my face until I see those ones set free. I'll get on my face until I've got enough love from the power of the Holy Ghost to lay my hands on them and say, be healed in Jesus' name. That's the edification of the body of Christ. I don't leave it to a psychiatrist. I don't leave it to somebody outside. It's in us. Healing, delivering. The purposes of God are in us. But we've got to exercise ourselves in the Holy Ghost. Where do I learn that? On my knees. Nobody can give you it because you've already got it. And we've got to use all the gifts of the Holy Ghost. All the power that he's given us. Not just a little. He was a full loaf. Not a half a loaf. 
And when he gave you the bread, the wee woman says, or even the crumbs, the dogs are allowed to eat and my child can be healed, the crumbs. We were given a whole loaf, Jesus Christ. The whole loaf, not a part, not a portion. Everything that was in his DNA of the Father he gave to you and me. But we've got to stir ourselves up. And sometimes it takes sickness to bring us to the reality of who we are in Christ and what we don't have to put up with. We don't have to be failures. Bobby said tonight, God wants us to be successful. Hallelujah. Succeeding in God, you know. Oh, I get so excited thinking about it. Because why? He set his love upon me. Write your name there. Do you know the love of God? Is your name written in the palm of his hand? Because he loves you. My brother, he loves you. He died and gave himself for you. That you might know the fullness of the glory of God. See, it's not you having a little part. We've got to have the fullness. Because that's what's going to make us the overcomers. And it's only to the overcomers is anything going to be given to. Hallelujah. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. And I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. That's his promise to you and me tonight. If we'll say, Lord, I'm abiding and I ain't coming out. I'm staying here through thick and thin till I see you face to face. And he said, there's a people who's going to see him face to face and not die, but they're going to live. You waiting to see his face fully when that Lordship of Christ is fully formed in us, we'll see him. Sister Betty will not have to go looking. We'll just see him as we look upon one another. We'll see Christ. Don't you long for that day? I love you so much. I don't know if there'll be another day to come and visit. But one thing I want you to know, we never leave you. We pray all the time. Seeking God's face for you as a people because we know you are the people of God. And we know that you've a call, a high call in your life to fulfill. And we want everyone to make it. We don't want one to lose the pathway. And he sent angels to guide you on your way. So may Bobby and I bless you. May we cause his face to shine upon you. And may he raise his anointing and power upon you to live each day for Christ. You, my young men, get on your faces. I could prophesy tonight and I'm not going to do it. But he wants you to get in your face because there's nobody else worth seeking than Jesus. He has a power to be filled in in your life to make you a rock in a dry and weary land. He's got the power to do that if you'll seek him. 
I'm treating every young man in this room. Seek him while he can still be found. The day is going to go and it'll be too dark. But he's saying, come, I'm giving you a call. I'm giving you a charge. Get on your faces before Almighty God. Not one day a week. Get on your face every day for you and your wives and your children. What's that song that was birthed here? Fight for your wives. Fight for your children. Nowhere else was that song sprung up from. But here, fight. Will you fight? Will you all fight? Fight while it's yet day. Young men, just fight. You know, God's looking for righteous men, godly men. Men who love with the Spirit of God, their family, so much that they'll fight. Fight while it's still possible. Don't put it off. Hey, the days are getting shorter and shorter, getting darker and darker. And we don't know what tomorrow brings, do we? Really? I lift up my iPad and I think, look what was passed last night in this country of America. And we were sleeping. And it was passed. Don't be asleep. Be awake in the spirit. And that's my charge to you tonight. May God bless you abundantly, strengthen you, encourage you, lift you up. And when I see you next, you'll be telling me, boy, I'm in fire for God. Amen. Amen. The fire doesn't need to quench. It doesn't need to quench. It can keep burning no matter your circumstances. It's your heart in the matter. What's my heart? What's my heart? What's my heart? What's your heart in the matter? You're looking for fire? What did the prophet say? There's a fire burning in my bones and it can't be quenched. Well, I'm 83 and there's a fire burning. And it can't be quenched. Because I'm going to be under the covering of the Lord. The day we die, if we'd have to die, we'll be fighting. I'm a warrior. It used to be a fleshy war. <laughs> but God brings us to the place where we realize this is a heavenly warrior that we're in. And it takes relationship with Jesus to produce it. So stir up your armor, you sons of Zion. Stir up your armor. We're going to war. Lift up, what is it? We'll win this battle with great rejoicing. And we'll praise him more and more. Fight the war. Bless us. Thank you both. You, uh, if you haven't noticed, they're not quitting. Uh, and we're very thankful that the Lord proved you wrong. And he, he had you come visit us. We're so thankful for that.
Aren't you thankful you came tonight as well? Yes. Brother Bobby was speaking about uh, the impartation that Joshua received from Moses. And uh, this, this is living tonight, life-giving. Don't you appreciate the, the uh, intensity? Yes. Just, it's, that's because there's impartation. And, uh, I, you know, I was thinking, just rehearsing, the many years that I've known them, and I think many of you would say the same thing, that probably not one of us here that have not been personally touched by their, their lives in some way, some form or fashion over the years. And uh, I think um, the Lord recovered them because they're sowing and reaping, you know, brought them out of death's bed, so to speak, because of all the pouring in that they've done in, in our lives, you know, like the good Samaritan. And he, when he came to where the gentleman that was robbed, he says he went to him and he poured in the oil and the wine. So there there's certainly has been an involvement in our lives through their ministry that we are so ever appreciative of. So thank you both. May the Lord continue to strengthen you and anoint you in the days to come and keep you healthy and strong. Amen. Let's stand. We'll bring an offering here as we conclude the evening.